how's it going? Today in the Black Tie Fair, Patrick and I talk about that one dude who did get confirmed to Supreme Court justice. We also talk about someone wearing a red hat who thinks they have special powers. Um, yeah, that really does happen. We talk about haunted mazes and yoga. It's gonna be great. Take a look. Do the Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie Fair Show. Two friends about politics, pro sports, and pop culture, kinda. I am one of your hosts, Jelani, aka Draco Rhythm, aka Beards Are So In Right Now, aka The Blurred Next Door, aka Lonnie Bear Don't Care, and new aka Don Cornelius Draper. <laughs> See, my plan was to just ignore it every time uh -huh. that you do it. Uh -huh. Um, just like. Like a fart in an elevator. Just let it linger the around. The one that you did, right? The one that you... Whoever. Uh -huh. Just don't acknowledge it and move on. But that last one, that was good. I'm going to keep coming up with these ones, the, the weird like ones the that Don, throw you off. I like the Don Draper one. Don Cornelius Draper. Don Cornelius Draper. You knew who Don Cornelius was, right? He is the guy who did Soul Train. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, my name's Pat. Trick. Good old Pat. Trick. Everyone knows a Pat. They do. As a part of a pretty cool guy. That's wow. Unless he's not, and then you're just making assumptions about other people's pets. Well, that's who I am. That's who I be. Let's get to show number three. Boom. Okay, drop the mic, folks. It's not show number three. We've been doing this for over a year Walking now. So, away. So he's wrong about the show number. We don't do show numbers anymore. But I will assure you, it's not <laughs> show number three. But we have gone ahead and wasted enough time. We went about. Let's go. Talking. Get started. Yeah, exactly. Let's go get started. Don't, don't, I'm the host of this part. <laughs> I do the segues. What's, what's, what's new? What's up? Um, so I've been checking Twitter late, lately. You've been checking what? I don't really do Twitter. That's not my thing. Yeah. I don't do Twitter. I do Instagram. I do the stories. Instagram and the story uh, don't give you information though. It doesn't. Right. But I've been starting to follow Twitter. And I like Twitter now because it has like clips and stuff you can watch. It's not just like words. Okay, like so stuff, I think right? what you you were used to the old Twitter, and that's why you yeah. weren't. Yeah, it's just it's not attractive. Like yeah, it yeah, yeah. You know, Things but have like, changed. They have gifts. The gifts are the greatest, and that's where like all gifts. the memes come from. All the memes all the memes from. are born from Twitter. They all start from Twitter, and then yeah. it expands out. Right, exactly. Everything starts on Twitter. Yes, right. I will. I like it. Follow you. I just saw that you had the Twitter up. I saw your yes. name. I'm gonna follow you, and then I'm every once in a while just say, hey, here's some shit I'm looking at. Yeah, because I think I'm going to start. Twitter's news. a thing. It happens on Twitter. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. What I want you not to do is don't be like me. You, you probably won't have that problem anyway because mm -hmm. you're a professional. Right. But don't get into fights like me. You don't want to get in there because you'll see some people saying some real out-of-pocket shit and you want to come out-of-pocket back at them. You yeah. don't want to do that. Don't yeah. do that. No. That's for me and other immature people like me. Don't do that. No, I don't. We've heard it many a times on this pod <laughs> how you get caught up. I'm looking at you like, these. this is like a seven-year-old you're probably talking to. <laughs> or they're a Russian bot. Or fuck that 11-year-old. And I'm like, why are you so angry over Kanye's last album? Um, so, want to talk about Kavanaugh. 
Uh, Do we have to? I'm just going to just blur right through it because okay, it's almost like the anger has already subsided. That's true. Um, if we did like a live emergency podcast, I'd be much angrier than I will be today. But for those who don't know, Kavanaugh is the uh, Supreme Court Justice. Um, he is, he was sworn in last week. Um, real fast, like under the cover of night, because they were trying to block his interest to even being sworn in, and they helicoptered that motherfucker in. Yeah, I mean, it would just, uh, you know, so him getting nominated or him getting uh, voted in was the slimmest of margin since like 1863 or something. It was like a 49-51 vote. Weren't there some Democrats who just did not vote? Or some... uh, they voted no. They voted no. It was, no. It was 51-49. Okay, well, I'm saying, I heard, maybe I was mistaken. I heard that some people who could vote just abstained from voting. Oh, they walked out of the, no, that happened in the committee process. Uh. They walked out. They walked out of the fucking, they're like, no. Um, Susan Collins and Jeff Flake basically were the ones who were eyeballing. The Republicans, the two Republicans that would basically uh, approve or deny his confirmation. And they both voted yay for him. And what did Jeff do? He flaked. Exactly. Jeff did flake. Um, he's not running for re-election, so it doesn't, oh. really, it doesn't really matter. But then, um, but, that, that almost makes me more upset, honestly. Yeah. Because, like, he does all this grandstanding, like, oh, you know what, fuck Trump, fuck Trump. Yeah. But then you'll do his bidding. That's if right. If you don't have any leg to stay, or any kind of thing where you could lose, and you don't like this dude, why? Right. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think a large part of this, this, this is a zero-sum game. Um, or at least being treated to, that way, yeah. I, I mean, this absolutely, well, when it comes to, when it comes to Dr. Ford, right? You either believe her or you don't. Okay. Right? Zero-sum game. You cannot... There's, there's no parsing it. Okay? Yeah. If you believe she's telling the truth, okay, and she's 100% sure that it was Kavanaugh, then you have to believe her and that's it. And that means that the logical conclusion is that you cannot allow Kavanaugh to be confirmed. Right? You cannot say you believe her, but I think she was mistaken. Because she is 100% certain. There's no, there's no middle ground about that certainty. Okay, that's what Susan Collins came out and said. She said, I believe that something happened, but you just got the wrong person. You're just mistaken identity. I don't believe that part of your story. You, that, that is inadmissible. That cannot happen. That does not work in this case. And I just want to call bullshit on that. It Patrick, doesn't work. Th- though I understand you sound like you're getting a little heated, but here's the thing. That's all taken care of because they had an FBI investigation that was very thorough. <laughs> one week. Uh, one week. Four and a half days, I think. Exactly. Actually. Four and a half days. I remember when it stopped. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they did not interview um, Dr. Ford. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, why would you interview her? Why would you her? talk to the actual main witness? Why? She's right. crazy. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Why would you interview her? They, you I don't think they, they... I think they did interview Kavanaugh, but people who were calling in to the FBI trying to say, hey, I have something I want to say about this, this situation that took place... They weren't allowed to talk to them either. So they had a very truncated background check yeah. where they said, hey, did you like pay your parking tickets? He did pay his parking tickets, so Supreme Court justice. Right. Makes right. sense to me. And this is, uh, it's staggering to me how this nomination was able to move forward in this type, I mean, in, in this environment, right? Had it been any other president, any other administration, they would have pulled the nomination because Susan Collins and Jeff Flake, Flake, Jeff Flake could have voted for another conservative judge. Everybody you know? could have voted for another conservative judge. 
we did not have this problem with Merrick Garland or what? That's, that's his yeah, name, right? Merrick Garland. No one like we were mad you stole him. Yeah, that's what we were, had the problem with. Right. But no one was like, oh no, this guy is just garbage, garbage, garbage. Like it just for me, Susan Collins. I see it as it's an opportunity as a woman. You know, I I, I get it. I get it as a dude, right? Like fuck this shit. Like fuck fuck this bitch who coming forward trying to attack men. You know, they always like, got their lies. Yeah, like fuck that, fuck that. Nah, bitch, you're gonna hold your fucking shut the fuck up. You're lying. You were fucking 19 years old or 17 or 18 years old. You know what the fuck you're talking about. He don't even go to that school. Like, fuck that. You know, we dudes. We got to protect dudes. Yep. Right? If you got a dick, we are on your side all the time. But like, for Susan Collins as a woman, knowing how hard it is already for women to be able to come out against sexual abuse and sexual assault. Like, I mean, as a woman, that's got to be hard as fuck to do. Well, now, right? now the check clears. You think it would be hard. But I'm not sure. Yeah, because you could have got a Republican if 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 the end is that you want a Republican conservative justice on Supreme Court, that's fine. You could still get that. You don't just gotta ride your coattails on this dude. There's plenty of other uh, past Supreme Court nominees who were not able, who were denied access or denied the confirmation process for less accusations than this. And then you're absolutely right. But the thing is, that was always the plan. Like Kennedy left. And they said, all right, if you get out of here early, bro, we'll get your boy in. And he was like, cool, make yeah. sure you get my boy this in. This was Kennedy's boy. Exactly. And so they, 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 they stayed according to plan. Like, they would stick with what their plan was. They're not going to change course. Under no circumstances do you change course. Remember when Titanic was like, hey, there's an iceberg out there. Titanic, the captain was like, bro, we do not <laughs> change course. And that worked out well for them, and it's going to work out well for us. So, um... You know, when it finally came out that he was, when Jeff Jeff Flake and Susan Collins uh, voted yes, you know, I called you. I was like, you know, I'm a fucking, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking angry about this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't been that angry since Trump got elected or that kind of saddened since Trump got elected. Well, because it's just another, it's. I mean, this is the big one, though, because this is the third branch. No, right? I understand, but it's, is... it's painting the picture that the country... Like, people are like, oh, the country's being taken away and all that other kind of stuff. No, this is the country being taken away when the rules that we've always had, at least the rules, you may not have liked how the rules played out, this... but the rules were the rules. And now the rules don't matter anymore. Now the standards of common decency, those kind of things, they don't matter anymore. Like, oh, no, I can do whatever I want. It doesn't matter what you think. I'm in power. These other people are scared to lose their power, so they'll do whatever I say to keep what little power they have. And they will fuck up all of us as long as they get what they want. I mean, we knew this was going to happen, right? We knew that, look, for those folks who who are saying that Democrats fucked up, they overplayed their hand, Right, the, the the some would argue the third person who came out with the whole gang rape thing was, um, from a tactical point of view, that was it was it was a bridge too far, right? Now, truth or not, right? I'm not I'm not talking. I'm just talking about from like a tactical point of view. I understand, but if it was okay. true, there is no tactics involved, and that's the thing. That's what that's what the, yeah. They make it like, like it's chess pieces. That's but right. That's right. If someone says, "Hey, this happened to me," now, ma'am, I understand what happened to you, but we're playing a game here. 
And yeah. if we if we enter your charge in there too, then they'll be thinking we're going too hard. It's too much. We it's can't too much. we can't let you in. No, also. You're jumping the shark, man. Yeah, you jump. You want to jump the shark, man? The shark. Stop it. We so, have one season left. Uh, <laughs> it's our final season. It's our final season. Okay. Uh, so make no mistake about it. The Democrats took an L on this, right? But one thing I learned, and I think I talked about on this pod before, is when I got into politics, first thing you need to know is how to count. Okay, and last time I counted, Republicans had 51 votes and Democrats had 49. Democrats have less votes in the Senate. So there was nothing Democrats were going to do anyways about this. This wasn't going to stop it from happening. Okay? Um, what I do believe the Democrats may have fucked up or maybe, you know, I, I don't think it's lost on them, but I think it was an opportunity to pull off a um a huge delay tactic you know i think that even if because if if the question is that did democrats try to delay this nomination to after the elections because there's a likelihood that democrats could take the senate back right and could get a more conservative or more um a more balanced nominee that's what mitch did mitch did the same thing that's right that's right mitch prognosticated you know what there's a pretty good chance we can win this motherfucker and if we do win this motherfucker then we have a chance to get our justice in so obama you cannot have a justice anymore we're just gonna say you can't have one right we're just going to say it right we're gonna do like that's what i think people forget like the uh the hints uh and the whiffs of trump has always been there in the Republican Party, you know, and you knew that uh, with the Merrick Garland nomination because it was kind of like at first it kind of like oh hell no like uh, it was a fucking clutch my pearls moment right but then like people don't really give a shit people were kind of like okay well yeah he's kind of right like I guess like you know the election a year and a half away like you know like, that makes sense they're learning how to take advantage of the twenty four hour news cycle yeah and yeah. And, and the thing about it is like how many phone numbers do you remember. No. Right now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I know my th- number. Exactly. Same thing that goes with news. My wife's There's number. so much that's happening all the time that we don't even have an opportunity to really stick with stuff. There have been ridiculously large scandals that I can go on Facebook and try to confront a person who's a Trump supporter and they're like, uh, what? It's too but much. You don't, they don't even remember. They don't even remember some of the stuff that like, dude, you're defending this guy and he did all X, Y, and Z things. Yeah. So like, if you were to say a president did these things and not connected with Trump, they would say, oh, that's terrible. And you're like, you know, Trump did that. I'm like, no, that, no, that, I didn't remember that. That's how weird it is. It's that yeah, strange. It is. I, I really do think, and I agree, it's a, it's a weird turning point in American democracy and society. And not to sound like professorial about it, but I think it is a time where we're just like, we're in a weird transition. Like, because it's, and, and a lot of it has to do with social media because of a large consumption of it. And that's going on a huge tangent, but, you know, I, I always find myself in rooms with, like, strangers and just waiting rooms, you know, for whatever reason. And no one's looking up and, like, looking at each other. Everyone's looking down on their phones or their laptops or their iPads or their iWatches. I, I um, and that's going to be weird. Uh, now, I will give you... It I'll, is it a Black Mirror-ish. Okay, I, I, I will accept what you said. Absolutely. But, looking at Mad Men, like I, I brought up the whole Don Cornelius Draper. You have all those people inside of a waiting room. What were they doing back then? 
They weren't talking to each other. If you were at a dentist appointment, reading newspaper, exactly. Yeah, okay. They were gat. They were getting information. That's fair. So that, that's the thing. I was like, I, I see fair. your point. Like you know, that we are losing a little piece of ourselves or what have you. But you gain as well. But people were just gathering information one way. Now they're just reading on a different screen where they can have access to more books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I one could make the argument because the internet allows people to be more connected. You know, we know more about our friends and families, and you know, fine, right? Um, but what I am, but what my point is, is that Trump has been able to really kind of like wrangle, you know, social media and the media. I mean, we're going to look back at this and like, you know, we're going to realize, like, and this is like, this is hard for me to say, we're going to realize like he was a tactician when it came to manipulating the, the, um, the mainstream media, but also social media. Oh no! Yes, um, absolutely. It just—it just—it's just weird, you know. It, I'm, I'm just looking myself in the mirror and saying this is just weird right now. It's going. I can't really explain it, you know. It's not like we're we're in a trend. Like this is not like the '80s and '90s, and not even like the early 2000s. This two post 2010 and beyond is kind of like this advent of social media and and super internet speeds, right? Um, like, like from like, and even from a communications point of view, right? Um, like it's weird. It just very, very, very much is like uncharted territory. Um, and I went on a huge tangent. <laughs> we did. I, like <laughs> I said, I told you we can allow this to happen <laughs> because I just want to say that. Uh, now we just have back to the Supreme Court. We just have to now wait for RBG to Ruth Bader Ginsburg to not die on the court. Just hold the fuck on. And if you haven't watched a documentary on RBG, uh, go watch it because it's pretty fucking awesome. Um. And she is a Supreme Court justice who is, uh, I don't know, like 80-something, 80 <laughs> 82 or something. And she's holding on to your life, but she's a Democrat. And If um, Betty White can do it, Ruth Boehner Ginsburg can do it. Because Ruth Boehner Ginsburg is out here in the gym, too. She's out here in the gym, getting fit. <laughs> she's working out. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like, on the documentary, she was like complaining to her trainer, like, this is too easy. Like, what's going on? Like, let's pump it up. And she was like doing CrossFit. Okay, so... Um, I do want to talk about something a little bit like happier, uh, okay. which is uh, the elections coming up in four weeks, a little less than four weeks. It is go time, baby. We have to take the house back. Okay, so let's talk about where the latest polling is at. Uh, the latest polling shows that Democrats have a 85% chance to take back the house, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Okay, uh, but... Uh, Republicans have about a 75% chance to keep the Senate. So Republicans will keep the Senate and Democrats are likely to take the House back. According to your prognosticator, wh- uh, who's the head of the Senate? That's, the, uh, that's, that's Mitch McConnell. Mother- that's the one guy I didn't want to see. I know. Well, um, you know, but we need to take the House back. That's the first step. All right. Okay. Uh, going into this, it was already a hard-fought hard battle for Democrats to take the Senate back. Okay. Um, it was a very unlikelihood that, that was going to happen. So I just want to prep people. Uh, four weeks going into the election, um, I believe that uh, this is well. This is what the experts are saying. I am telling you because I'm very optimistic about this election. I think Democrats will take the Senate and the House back. That is my prediction. We could look back at this in four weeks, and I can obviously clearly be wrong about it. But I am going out on a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a ledge and saying that I think Democrats can take back the Senate. Um, I think it is possible. Uh, so 
it'll be so if the experts are saying Democrats will take the House, GOP will keep the Senate, and obviously the president doesn't change hands. It doesn't. No. Um. Then it will basically pump the brakes and pull the entire Trump administration down to a halt. So this needs to happen. This needs to happen. John, have you gotten your election materials yet? I was right about to talk to you about that because I have. I actually have my vote by mail stuff. I got it yesterday. Wonderful. I'm going to start looking through my book. Okay. Because when you get it through mail, folks, folks, it may be too late, but next year or in the years going forward, try to vote through mail. It gives you a chance to peruse things while you're choosing what you're going to vote for. Yeah, weeks. Yeah, weeks to think about it. What I want here, I want, oh, that guy looks good. Oh, this law looks good. Oh, this woman over here, she could be a great judge. That's what you get a chance to do when you do it that way. You send it off into the mail, and bam. Yeah, and your vote counts. Of course your vote counts. Your vote counts just like everybody else. That's right. Okay? Um, So what is going to count this election is that we take back the House and then in 2020, when the presidency is up, the Senate map for the Democrats is like, oh, so juicy. Oh, 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 so very juicy. So we are going to take back the House, and then in two years, take back the presidency, and God willing, well, the Senate, and then God willing, the presidency. That's a lot we're going to talk about. Well, that is too much. That's a lot. But you know, there's some things we're not going to talk about. Ah. So we're not going to talk about how Taylor Swift back the Senate Democrat in Tennessee that cost 65,000 new registered voters in the in, in the Texas uh, Senate race. People were hating on that for some reason. Go, Taylor. Uh-huh. Uh, we're not going to talk about how Kanye visited the White House and started cursing and rambling about hydrogen jets and him getting superpowers by wearing the MAGA hat. But he does have superpowers. I've seen him. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's talk about this. Uh... <laughs> Did you see the interview? Did you see kind of the? I saw the SNL version. Oh, I I didn't watch the SNL version. It's very good. I love them. Um, so uh, as the SNL skit probably portrayed, uh, Kanye was basically sitting in the Oval Office wearing a MAGA hat. Yes, with Jim Brown there. So can I ask you, um, who is part of? Is so Kanye still part of the Black community? No. Oh. So is he in the He's same... He's been ostracized. So is he in the as same... A, as a speaker of the black community. Right, right. Of course, right. Um, we've all gotten together and we've discussed this. There's a meeting. And they voted you in. They're like, of the 35th district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I run the 35th rep- district. Yeah, yeah you yeah, represent, I represent the black community. Yeah, and so our last um, meeting, our last meeting, we're like, we're like, we, 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 we're still done with him, right? He's, he's been done. We're yeah, like, is he like Omarosa? No, have, has, has, has Omarosa, has Omarosa no, come, come No, back? no. Omarosa, we're going to talk about no, Omarosa, her. Omarosa, she is a sleeper agent, but she's still not invited to the cookout. Okay. Still okay. keep doing your work. So what happens if Kanye shows up with Jay-Z, Drake? No, that's not going to happen because Jay-Z and Drake both do not like this dude. So if Kanye shows so so it's like a hip-hop, you know. T.I. doesn't like this dude anymore. And a lot of people don't like T.I. Exactly, but still. So like, Kanye roll up and what So what is what does Drake do? Huh? They have an actual <laughs> beef. What are you talking about? They don't like, they literally don't like Yeah, he was, like, Drake was just on the shop on HBO with LeBron okay. talking about how Kanye did him dirty. How wow. Kanye okay. is the one who is the reason why his news about having a son came out early. Wow. And who started that beef of Pusha T. Okay. The whole thing I was talking to you about before, that all started because Yeezy out here fucking people up. He said, hey, come to what uh, to come to Wyoming with me and help me make some beats for this song and I'll give you a beat. Wyoming? Yeah, that's what he was, that's what he was recording. 
Then he took the beat that he gave to Drake and made a song that scoop dee poop poop song and <laughs> did his own thing on there and fucked Drake out of that song also. Kanye's dirty in general. But then on top of that, he's doing this. He ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. I think he actually is legitimately sick, which I feel sorry for. That's unfortunate. But that does not change the fact that you are out here pushing us back. And even Donald Trump so it's just smiling like I don't awkwardly. know awkwardly. It was awkward. It was an awkward smile. Like I don't know what to do. Like yeah, because he went off. He was talking like he was like lead, like leaning over and saying, "Hey, like this is hydrogen jets. Look at it. you need to have a F a Trump one hydrogen jet." Um, he started talking about how when he wore the MAGA hat, he had power. Yes, he felt super power. He felt he could do anything. Um, did you talk about his album last week, or that was somebody else who you talked about? I didn't talk about his album. Was he having an album? The album came out in the summer. Did you like it? No. It was garbage? Uh, I liked maybe half a song. Half of a song? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, Kanye is a far away... He's come a far away from the Miss... What is it? The undergrad? Or what is it? Oh, the, 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 the graduate. The graduate. The, yeah, graduation. Far away, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, you got some far away news for me? Ah... <sighs> You got something for me? Did someone send you something in the mail? Yes. What What you get in the mail? It's just this guy, this this dude, always out here trying to tell me something he wants to talk to me about. It's ridiculous, but I always read it. It's just another one of those letters from Donnie. Letters from so Donnie. What Donnie wants to talk to me about today is he just giving me information about days, days, days. Yes. Okay. Because you just told me my daughter's learning about days. Good. Did you know that this subject for this email was 25? Okay, 25 what? Oh, I'm going to let you know. Authorized by Trump headquarters. Jelani, with only 25 days until the election, this is not the kind of warning I want to see. Oh, and no. then it has in a little box that says, Republicans warn green wave of Democratic cash could overwhelm House GOP candidates one by one. Democrats running for House have released draw-dropping figures the past week. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're doing good. Democrats yeah. are doing good. The Washington Post says this. If the Democrat mob, we're a mob now, what's crazy, wins <laughs> the people's house, we're a mob. their behavior will be rewarded. Their threats of violence will be validate violence, and their radical agenda will be fully empowered. Motherfucker, they mob work, mob rule. They work so much in using just straight fear tactics. They make it sound so scary. They said threats of violence, like the Democrats are gonna come and eat your children. Democrats, they're ah, only Demo only silver bullets kill Democrats. Democrats Everyone knows do that. that. You know, we should start. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm gonna make a proposal. If I come across some Democratic crazy email, I should share it. If you do, if I do, I means, should share it. Because you know what, both sides. We have to both sides, not fake news. Mm -hmm. I'm well, a, yeah, yeah. If I because I come across some crazy Democrat, like crazy Uncle Joe shit. Hey, will Uncle Joe show up and send you an email? Let me know. All right, with only 25 days to go, please make a contribution of 25 dollars. 25 days, 25 dollars. I see what you did there, Trump, uh, to help us <laughs> win the midterms against the liberal mob that is trying to harass and buy their way into power. Wow. Let's go. Project much, son? We've already seen how far liberals have gone to try to sabotage our administration. They shoot people randomly <laughs> all the time. We can only imagine what they do with legitimate power in our government. I need you to defend our agenda, our country, and my presidency. I mean, our presidency. That's it. That's that motherfucker. That's how, how much I asked for. 
Huh? $25. Or you can send more. All right. But starting with 25 We should send them money. I Not in my life. We should send them like a fake credit card. No. Okay. Just a thought. That's not a thought. That, no. We're moving on to the next, the next portion of the agenda. What is it? It's for the, the weekend. You know, wrap up. Uh, so this weekend, well, technically, because because we are late, folks, we apologize. I know we 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 did not recognize that at the beginning. We did not. We are late. Yeah, we are. We just well, I apologize. Yeah, we have lives. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> we go. It's you know what actually happens, folks. What actually happens? A little behind the curtains. If me and Patrick see each other on a weekend and we don't already record. We choose that as the one week that we saw each other. We're like, well, I saw you this week. I so ain't going to see you again. I would never see you again this week. <laughs> so that's what happened. Uh, anyway, so last weekend, I was invited to go do yoga. Okay. Um, that's interesting. A, a friend of a friend, of a, a female friend of a friend, invited me out to do yoga because she was teaching a class. She's like, I would really love if you would just come uh, to the class. That will be kind of cool. I was like, cool. I'm down with that. That's what's up. She's the class. That's what's up. Uh, it was about 30 minute drive. It was kind of inland uh, from where I live in Long Beach. Um, but it was cool. $10 donation. Wasn't very expensive. Did not know about the donation. I initially thought <laughs> I initially thought it was going to be free. Did you have cash? No, I just been motor. Okay. Yeah. That's cool though. $10. I mean, come on. It was a good day. It was $10. But it was a really good session. I learned a lot about stuff. I learned about savasanas. I learned about warrior's poses. I learned that I actually am better at yoga than I thought I was going to be. Are you continuing it? Oh, uh, no. But, well, yes, kind of. I actually have a, an app on my phone, so I might do a little bit more on the side. So I basically have my actual compound workouts that I have, plus my HIITs, plus my yoga days also, so that I will be svelte. By the time it's time to throw on the Black Panther costume for Halloween, which is coming fast. I got to move quickly. It's, on, it's, it's, it's around the corner. Exactly. Exactly. I got to move fast. I got to move very, very quickly. Speaking of, the same girl uh, I hung out with and her other friend, who my, uh, is a friend of mine, it was her birthday. So we went to, what's it called? That's not the name of something. It what is, is the name of the, Ballast Point. Went to Ballast Point. Ballant Point? Ballast Point. It's a brewing company. Okay. They have beer that they brew. All right. It sounds Um, young. It's not that young. Um, But went to the event because we all were mutual friends. It's like, it was just mutual friends. We're all hanging out. Okay. Uh, One of my good male mutual friends, that's why I know all the people Why do you have to say male? So I can just differentiate between what kind of friends these are. All right. Doesn't know why it matters. Sometimes things matter. Uh, anyway, he wasn't there. I was like, okay, so I was just basically learning new people. So everybody, for the most part, were people I did not know for the most part. Okay. So I was learning new people and drinking, uh, drinking new beers. We got this beer from Ballast Point called Victory at Sea. All right. Victory at Sea is a 10% alcohol by volume beer. ABV. ABV, not APV. (laughs) All right. Uh, and that is very strong. I had a couple of those, but that was cool. Parking there was very, very trying. Very trying. <laughs> okay. Extraordinarily trying. I had to park three parking lots down. Wow. Because uh, it was weekend and it was very popping. This is in Strong Beach. This was in Strong you Beach. You should just Ubered or nope. Lyft. Now, I was not going to Lyft there because it was still kind of farther in. And I was like, save my money for some of the beers. 
I got <laughs> yeah, but the, after like obviously I drink my beers and I had to like drink my water, cool off, run a couple laps, and then drive home. Why? Why are you always on a budget? Why does it always seem like you just gotta take care of yourself? Uh, I am taking care of myself. That's how that's how I take care of myself. Going by, by budgeting. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. This is how I do it. You're always the struggle's real though. Yeah, know? the struggle is, is literally real. Is that what it is? But yeah, because I basically am you're like, always been struggling. Like, I float above water. You are. Yeah, you are like one and a half, half a paycheck away. Like <laughs> always. If your work say, you know what, we're gonna be half a week late. <laughs> we're, gonna be, we're not getting paid on the twenty. We're getting paid on the twenty seventh. Oh it'd a, shit! It'd be a bad move. It'd, it'd be, be a bad, bad move, move for them. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, go ahead. Continue. No, but that was basically it for the most part. That was that's what I did. I mean, and this weekend I just watched A Star Is Born. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, you want to talk about this week? I do because I just walked out the theater. I know. Yeah, I just walked but out yeah, the theater. Just hold that thought. I just walked out of the theater. My wife will not let me watch it. We actually tried to watch it um, a couple days ago, but uh, we our movie pass didn't allow us to. So we'll talk about that next week. So um, a couple of things I want to talk about is. First and foremost, like we talked about last week, it is Halloween season. Uh, we went to go to the Warner Brothers Studios, the Halloween Horror. Which uh, I just learned that they even do that kind of stuff. So it's pretty awesome living in Los Angeles because they have so many things you can do in L.A. Like that are basically um, movie studio based. Like, you know, we have a lot of studios here. So a lot of studios take advantage of the props. They take advantage of the back lots and they basically turn into like big haunted houses. And these are very professionally staged and quite often expensive events to go to because, I mean, quite frankly, you're getting movie quality horror, right? Mm-hmm. Scares. So the, uh, the, the pinnacle of these horror events are um, for, okay, so like, there's like five of them, right? There's uh, this side at the top. There's all side at the bottom, right? Uh, there is the Haunted Hayride, right? The LA Haunted Hayride. Know about that one. It's very one time fun. We it's went, fun. We went there one time and I was, whoo, there was one maze. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're more, I mean, it, it, it's at Griffith Park and it's uh, it's fun. Uh, it's like you can probably do the whole park in like, you know, two and a half hours or whatever, right? Maybe three hours if you take your time. Um, the next one after that, let's say, is uh, Magic Mountain, right? Magic Mountain does one, which is Six Flags. Magic Mountain does one. It's like a roller coaster slash horror thing, right? Um, the next one after that, I would say, is Knott's Berry Farm, right? Knott's Scary Farm used to be the kind of like the gold standard, That right? used to be our shit. That's the original, right? We had lanyards. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Um, the next one after that is more smaller scale ones. Um, I would say... Uh, now I would add the Warner Brothers Studios, a horror night. You know, I would add that into the mix um, in terms of the quality of, like, scares. And then, above all, is Universal Studios, right? The Universal Studios horror nights basically leapfrogged from being at the bottom to the very top now. They are, that is gold standard when it comes to horror and when it comes to um, big marquee scare events, right? What'd you say? Yes, it is. Now, the problem is that each maze that you go through is like three, like it, like it could be two hours long. It could be two and a half hours long. Now, to clarify right. for everybody, it's not two hours for the maze. It's two hours to wait to get into the maze. That's right. Yes. 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 Yeah. You have to, it's like a waiting line, right? It's like a new roller coaster. So there's like maybe 12 mazes or 10 mazes in all of Universal Studios. And you can maybe get in four if you're lucky. Right? How long is the maze typically? The maze is like maybe 
a minute and a half, two minutes, you know, like a roller coaster ride. It's pretty, it's pretty quick. It's right? pretty quick, but I think you, I think you downplayed it a little bit. I'd give it four minutes. Maybe, maybe four minutes. Because you're yeah. literally walking yeah, around, yeah, and the pla- places where they kind of stop, they have to have like a couple of scares in. Yes, yes. So, so it's okay. Okay, no more than five. Okay, no more uh, than five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now we we agree with each other. Um. So I went to Warner Brothers Studios. Uh. So Warner Brothers Studios tour. Um. Is somewhere. So everyone heard of Universal Studios. Everyone knows Universal Studios. Well, Warner Brothers Studios has their own tour. You can take their tour to their backlot in the daytime. You can go actually like see where Friends was taped. You know, you can see where... I thought Friends was uh, taped at freaking in New York. No, it was filmed on the lot of the, you know, WB. See, uh, no one told you life was going to be this way. I know. So, uh, well, what they did this year is they flipped it. They turned into like a horror night, right? And so they had like five mazes. Um, they, they were pretty fucking spectacular mazes. Um, you will have to go with this next year. I mean, you can still go this year. It's still on and active, but we try to go when it's non-peak because it's cheaper and it's less folks and it's it still is fun. You just, you know, go doing non, non-peak, right? Um, and I gotta tell you, man, like, it was really good. It was really scary. Like, so normally when you go through a maze, you're kind of like clustered clust- clust- up with other folks. You're kind of like slowly milling through, right? You can see the person in front of you, right? Um, one of the shittier parts of going into a really confined maze is you can see when the next scare is going to happen. Yes. Right? So you're kind of like, okay, I know a scare is going to happen, so I'm just going to prepare myself. It just kind of takes the edge off. Yeah. I don't like that. No, no one does. I like folks that jump out at me. Out of nowhere. Um, Yeah, I don't like to be teased about it. Right? Especially when like you have this, the 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 program scare and you can see the group right in front of you get the program scare and you're like, That's right. I know it's coming, so they gotta not scare you and they gotta go back and forth with that. Yeah, it's weird. It's like really bad timing. Um, Warner Brothers is so small that um, they actually group you up. They actually okay, okay. Here are these eleven folks, and you're walking through, and um, it's like not only is it interactive, like, but they're like staged. So you'll go through and. The great thing about it is they actually use the houses on the back lot. So, like, we're at Universal Studios. They kind of, they use some sound stages, you know? But for the most part, they just made a, a pop-up maze for That's the most part. right. Okay. That's right. But they're not even using the actual sets. These mazes at Warner Brothers are using the actual fucking sets. So, when you're walking through a house, a maze house, you're walking through the set. You're going up the stairs. They're going down the stairs. They're going out the back of the house. They're going through the fucking backyard. And it looks like you're literally in a fucking house. That like, sounds way scarier. They did. Because I couldn't see. I apologize. I, they uh-huh. could, you couldn't see the, the coming up scare that way. Obviously. You could not see it. And they group you up in groups of like 10. So you're in a group taking a tour through these different parts of the house. So when you're getting scared, people are popping up left and right. I was, I was very scared. Like... I literally was like, I don't want to walk forward. Like, I don't know what's going to happen because something will pop up at me. Um, it was really enjoyable. Um, I, I haven't been this excited and had such a good time at a kind of like a, a horror-themed park um, since the first time I experienced Universal Studios, which is like at least eight, nine years ago. Um, and you know, my wife and I do all these crazy, like weird Halloween stuff, right? We, of course. We, we like go to these mazes that are like basically on the back of like semi trailers, you know? Um, I mean, we do these things and this was, this was pretty fucking scary. Um, good job Warner Brothers Studios. Good fucking job. I still don't understand how they get around like, okay, 
how can you do like the, how the whole licensing works? Because like I saw Freddy Krueger here, and I saw Michael, and I, and I guess I understand Batman, right? Because Batman could be here. Batman's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um. I mean, I get some of those like the Conjuring, it. You know, but I don't know how they license that stuff out because I swear I saw Michael and Jason here, and I saw Michael and Jason at Universal Studios. So I don't know how that works, but um, it's really good. Had a good time. Um, one last thing I want to know. I got a haircut over the weekend. You know, you, you know Philippe, right? I remember, right. folks, right. hardcore listeners of the Black Tie Affair know yeah. about Philippe. Yeah, yo, it's like I don't know, like twelve episodes ago. I don't know, but maybe more. Um, Philippe. Uh, but something was odd about Philippe this week. I, I scheduled an appointment. I text him, hey, bro, are you available at 10 o'clock? He said, yes. He said, great, coming through. He texts me in the morning, like around 8 o'clock that morning. And he tells me, hey, can we move it to 1030? And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll move it. I'm fine. I, my schedule is free. So I move it, and I get my hair cut. You know, I go at 1030. I go a little bit early, actually, like 1028. And I see him, and um, his chair is empty, which is fine. And I sit down, and I see, actually, his chair's empty, but he's there. He's in a barber chair. He's getting his hair cut. What? Huh? So, um, and he's late. It's like 10.35 now. And he's getting his hair cut. He's finishing up. The, another barber is finishing up his lineup while I was waiting for him. Mm -hmm. So, he's like, hey, Pat, how are you doing? I'm like, doing good. Waiting for my barber. Waiting for you. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, almost done. I'm like, that's cool, man. That's cool. Is it cool, though? I don't know it's cool. So it's kind of weird. Like, I like the way he cuts my hair. I appreciate that. And I get that he has to get a haircut, too. I understand that part. But something weird was about waiting for my barber to get his haircut uh, before I got my haircut. It's almost like going to a restaurant and waiting for my chef to finish his lunch before he cooks my food. Mm. And moving my appointment <laughs> to get to eat first. I, I get it. Maybe that maybe he has a barber. He's like, hey, I got to get this shit in because he got to go. It probably took him a lot to try to text me and be like, hey, can I move it? Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But I thought it was odd that I had to wait for my barber to get to finish his haircut before he cut my hair. What do you think? Uh... Yeah, if you had an appointment, yes. Yes, I had an appointment. That's the thing. that The only problem I have yeah. is the appointment aspect. And he asked me to change my appointment. Mm, I thought he would change it because something like happened. That should have been your soapbox. That's a weird thing. I know. I will have another soapbox. Well, I'm sure you do. But I thought it was just weird. It's weird, right? No, no, no. It, I, but it, it warrants a little bit of anger, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. it does. Okay. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah. But it I does. like the barber. I like him. So it's like... It was like five minutes. I can wait. It's no big deal. Whatever. Right? Fortunately, he gets you. He I, gets it, you. But, it, but it's weird. Yeah. It just, he, he, fortunately, he gets it. you right. Yeah. But you do have to call it sometimes. That's shit. Well, that's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> just awkward. Just cool. like, what the fuck? I'm over here sitting here. Fuck you. Like, get, cut my fucking hair, bitch. The point was for me to, to, to like, sit down with the pie. That's what, was, what yeah. the point was. That's in there waiting for you. Get your fucking hair cut, motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know one thing. And that's the move on to the next segment. And that is pros in different, not the same, but different area codes. All right. All right. So we're going to do the cheat sheet, okay? Oh, I'm ready to cheat. We're going to do the cheat sheet. Okay, teach me some things. But before we do the cheat sheet, um, I want to talk about the fact that LeBron James is here in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Okay, well, we knew that, right? 
I heard um, some. I heard some rumblings. But for those folks who do not live in Los Angeles and do not follow LeBron James, like he's fitting in really well. He's fitting in very, very well in the city of Angels, isn't he, Jelani? I saw him driving down the street the other day. It was crazy. <laughs> I was like, "What's going like, on, LeBron?" He's always up, Jelani, and I didn't know how the hell he know me. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I mean, I don't really follow LeBron James. I don't. I I do you not follow him. I know. I I don't. I'm not a follower on his Instagram. I don't follow his Twitter. Right. But I, you see him drive down the street. But I mean, I just I'm. You know, I'm exposed to him because of, like, ESPN and other social, you know, like, other media outlets. And he's doing a lot of stuff now. Like, it seems like when he was in Miami. And Miami's great, I guess, right? South Beach, whatever. Whoop-de-whoop. That's where he took his talents before. He took his talents there. <laughs> right. And, you know, Cleveland is Cleveland. We're not going to talk much about Cleveland. He, he went home. Um, he brought the championship home. But this is L.A., right? This is Los Angeles. And this motherfucker is part of, He's always dancing. You're dancing right now. He is always dancing now. You always see him in front of a fucking mirror, dancing. Like, he was with Drake. Well, we uh, Before, when we had our break, we saw him with Drake on yes, Twitter. Yes, no, because cause Drake was... At the Staples Center. He, he Drake had a concert. And what's he going to do? He go not show LeBron's up. here. It's this Staples Center. This is my house. Wow, exactly. It's this new house. It's a new home. It got renovated. Yeah, to, let's to, go. To have him be there. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Like, he's like, he's like, he confirmed Space Jam 2. He's like, you know, we're doing it. I'm here in La La Land. I have studios. Let's do Space Jam 2. What's, what's the problem? Because, you know, everyone knows how relevant the Looney Tunes are right now. So let's do Space Jam 2. <laughs> Like, it's just, a lot of, like, and this is like, you know, I'm in L.A. I'm in L.A. for five years. Get paid, like, $35 a year. Cinco! Like, let's go. This fit me, this this new suit fit me well. Very well. I just gotta, like, put that out there. Based on his age, do you think five years is gonna be a wrap for LeBron? Uh yeah 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 I think so he's, he's gonna, gonna retire, retire in LA. well I mean his son's going his son uh, the his son's going to the school in Los Angeles right the one in Brentwood yeah Leron James uh that's not true that's not his name um but he Lamont James it, it, no little racist it sounds like I don't no no I'm not saying I'm being racist I'm saying Lebron James may not be that creative okay um but his it's it's kind of anticipated that he's gonna be the first player in NBA to be on the same team with his son <laughs> like. Basically, in four years, when his son is eligible to to go to the NBA, the idea is if Lakers get his son, or if somehow that happens, I don't know how, how that works, but he's wherever he's gonna go, he's gonna go be on the team with his son. I'm gonna let you know something right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. Yeah, we are slowly creeping towards being old men, but and I've never been this way because I don't care about sports that much. Uh-huh. That's part of the reason why we have this segment. Sure. If LeBron James plays with his son. On a team. Okay. I will watch that season. Yes. I will literally watch that season. Of course. Because it's so weird. It is so weird. It's so weird. I don't know. Like, the last time it happened, like, Glenn... Uh, Glenn but only the Lakers. Ken, Ken, I can't... Ken, Ken Griffin Jr. and yeah. his dad. I can't watch the full, every single basketball game. I'll watch yeah. Laker games only. I don't think it's ever happened in, like, the NBA. But it, got, but it had to happen. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to happen because LeBron James is going to be 40-something. His son's going to be 18, 19. What about school? It's going to happen. It's, look, they don't go to school no more. Ah, uh, see, it's more bullshit. Okay, so let's go to three hot takes, okay? Hit me with the hot takes. Now, so just a word of caution. I'm um, ready to learn. Okay, some of this might be a little dated, so just just, just kind of, well, we're trying to, I, I don't know when y'all listen to this. I mean, I try Cheaters to make it relevant, never but posture. just don't, don't don't talk about this if it's like three weeks later, because people are going to look at you and be like, that was like three weeks ago in sports. Like, I'm just going to walk over to the water cooler and say exactly what you say verbatim. Okay, so first one, uh, and you're going to be able to talk about this. Man, did you see, that brawl was nuts after the McGregor fight. All right. Did you see that? I actually saw that. So, so tell folks what happened. Well, okay. So they, they know. Who, who's so, this McGregor? So Conor McGregor on the UFC 
was going against for the light heavyweight or one of the heavyweight championships uh, against Khabib, last name long. <laughs> That's why everybody calls him Khabib. Uh, and they were having a battle uh, up to this a point. A fight, a fight. A fight, yes, he does. But ramping up to this point, uh, Conor McGregor, you know, he likes to promote his fights very similar in style to the WWE. Like, so he agitates his person he's going against. He tries to get into their head. So apparently he went and attacked this dude's uh, tour bus. He said things about his religion, shit like that. Things that, you know, if it was WWE, since that's fake, it would have worked out well. And it would have garnered heat for him as the heel. But it wouldn't have had any kind of real repercussions. Uh-huh. If he were to lose, It was he was built to lose because he's the bad guy. That would have been a problem. However, this is real life. And so people... <laughs> there are laws. There are, first of all, there are laws. So when he attacked the bus, they had to pay for that shit. But second of all, people don't forget so easily. People True. have long-ass memories. True. So after Khabib put them hands on him and then put that freaking chokehold in him and he tapped out, he was still upset, still angry. You're talking about during the fight. During the fight, he mm-hmm. yeah he, he choked him out. He won, but afterwards, Khabib is still angry, still upset about other things that are going on. Things that I don't know every all the backgrounds to, because uh-huh. somebody out in the crowd had upset him also, so much so that he tossed his mouthpiece. But that's not all he did. <laughs> this on top is Khabib. Of, yes, it's Khabib. This is Khabib the whole time. This whole time, Conor McGregor is on the floor. Conor McGregor is not in the. He's folks. recovering because he From got the, choked the fuck out. Exactly. So he's sitting down. So Khabib throws the mouthpiece. Points out outside, and everybody's like, "What is that? Do you so upset about?" Then he starts running towards the octagon cage, jumps over the cage. You can hear Joe Rogan like, "No, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't Not do like it. this! Not like this!" We were watching it live. Yes, we were watching. We were it live. like, "What the fuck's happening?" Exactly. Khabib jumps into the crowd and starts beating random people up. No, he doesn't. He actually beats <laughs> one guy up that he doesn't like. I don't like know who him. that guy is. I don't know who he is either. But he had his sights on this one dude. While that's happening, other people jump into the octagon. Connor actually swings at one guy. I did not see this until later on. Yes. Someone showed me this at the birthday party. Connor swings at some guy and misses, but then later on, some other dude jumps in while Connor's looking the other way and gets him a two piece in the biscuit in the back of the head. <laughs> two piece in a biscuit. Yes, yeah, right, real quick. So that shit's going on. They were like, wait a minute. You got people coming in to fight people, people coming out to fight people. It's none of that shit made any sense whatsoever. It was wild. And here's the thing it's now a story. People are talking about it. And like I said before, very much like wrestling, you're garnering more interest. So do these kind of things happen more? Who knows? Do you think this is a good thing for Dana White? Do you think he's like behind the scenes <laughs> going, yeah, this is this is a good promotion? No. This is a bad promotion for him. I don't feel like he thinks it's good. It's a bad image. Because what, 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 with, with him, he cares a lot about legitimacy. Yeah. Good and point. this is impacting that. Good point. Good point. You don't want to think like you have a bunch of animals. You have like you keep locked in cages. And you, this is what it sounds like now. Yeah, good point. Um, so the next line, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is gonna be relevant for maybe a week or so. So it's okay. It's a little bit dated. So people are sitting around the you know dudes are at the water cooler. They're talking about you know something that happened on the sports. And you go in, you can say, so who you got? The Dodgers. Red Sox, Brewers, or Astros. That's, that's only a, four. That's, that's only four. a lot of baseball it's teams. It's only four. It's only four. I'm going to say who you got, the Dodgers or the other team. <laughs> and that's my point, right? So this is my caveat to that, right? If you're not in any of these states, right, or these cities, right, and you can say the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Astros, or the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. Did I say that? Did I say that all right? That's four. Yeah, you right? did. That, the Dodgers, that the Astros, the Brewers, the Red Sox. Just four. Okay. Because right? we're in the final four. We're in the ALCS or the NLCS. 
okay, the conference champion, the final four. That's all you got to remember. If you're in around the city of Los Angeles, Dodgers all day. Hey, the fucking Dodgers, aren't they fucking awesome? Right? Because they are in the final. So if you're in LA, you should not say that the Astros are doing awesome. Don't do that. They get slapped in the face. Okay. Okay. Or I'm following. Um, so uh, I should be like, oh, shit, them Brewers, though. No, if you ever find yourself in M- Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right, then you can go ahead and, okay. and, and talk about the Brewers. So are these the only four teams that are doing well in all of baseball? The, the last four teams left. Oh, because the playoffs. Oh. That's my point. Start with that. Oh, I'm sorry. They are, I'm sorry. These are the last four teams in the playoffs. Because I was trying to figure out why you're talking about only I'm, four teams. I'm so sorry. So uh, that's what you said. Hey, who you got? The Dodgers, Red Sox, Astros, or Brewers, right? Those are the four teams, right? The context behind it is it's the final four. The final four in the playoffs. So these who whoever these four teams, the two that come out of it, go to the World Series. Mm. Very important, Jelani. All right? I feel like that's pretty important. That So you can use that at work tomorrow. I hey just be daring. I will say who Brewers right? Shit, All right. them Brewers is brewing. <laughs> Don't say it. you're in L.A. Them Brewers is brewing. So um, because the Dodgers are actually playing the Brewers right now. Them Brewers is brewing. So don't you're gonna you can say in Orange County because all Angels fan. That's true. All right. So last and final one is look we in L.A. Uh huh. But this is a this is an this is an all football story. We have a football team again. The LA Rams are fucking the best team in the National Football uh, League. They are, you are re- number real? one, six and zero. Oh. Really? They are a beast of a team. Their offense is fucking on fire. Their defense is fucking ridiculous. We bought this team. We are awesome. Oh, what I'm saying is though, like, money is behind why this team is so good, right? Well, yeah, money, but also, like, they just they had a good draft, you know. With- so that's what I'm saying. Because when they pulled them down from up north, they didn't bring it They, they yes. didn't bring it over like this. They, that's right. And it's not the, really... When, when it settled in... It was in St. Louis. So I don't know. Yeah. North, but go ahead. When it settled in, they're, <laughs> like, they're like, all right, let's go make some changes real it quick. It wasn't just money. I mean, it was just... We just got a good, you know, great... We drafted a good quarterback. Who we, we pay. Yeah, but on on rookie deals, they get paid shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So, all right. We so did not, just get... But, it's not right. a Yankee situation. That's Ha-ha, right, folks. Not, I knew about I that. Know, that, 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 that. You can the curveball there. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it is because we do have some defensive players that we picked up. Um, one that we already had, which is awesome. Uh, Dalip uh, Kalip. Oh, Dalip Kalip. Yeah. Dalip Kalip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just got injured, but um, he was expensive defensive pickup. Uh, Adon Mukansu is a defensive player. Uh, but... Yes, we did pay for some of them, but we are good because of our offense. Our offense is good, and we didn't pay for our offense. Okay. Necessarily. They just happen to be some some blue chippers. It's not Yankee. It's not a Yankee situation. That's right. It's not Yankee. The Dodgers would be more of a situation where we kind of pay for stuff uh-huh. than, than really the Rams are. The Rams are just fucking good. It's hard to be 6-0 in, in, in the NFL. It's very, very hard. So just got to give props, man. Like, wherever you at, if anybody talking about football, I don't care where the fuck you at, you just don't win, man, them LA Rams. And then you right then you say, man, them LA Brewers though. <laughs> That's not a real team. Okay, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? All right, go ahead. Get fine. This hit me one's... with your best shot. That's actually funny as you say that because this was pretty easy. You're gonna hit me with your best shot. You should know this because you used to play first person shooters. Now you just play basketball uh-huh. on video games. But I want you to answer it for me. And go into detail so we can share it with people who may not know. All right. People who are out there who may not be gamers. Let's go. In gaming. Okay. What is a camper? And folks, it is not somebody who sets up tents. 
Okay. What's a camper? Um, I don't really know what a camper is. You don't know what a camper is? Oh my god, I thought I made it so easy. Well, I, thought... I think a camper is like you're just like camping out and you're like hiding and you're waiting. Okay, why are you right? saying this with is such it is? lack of actual confidence? All right, I just don't know, but I think that's what it is because we used to do that. You used to say, oh, you're just camping out. You're that's exactly waiting. what it is. Yes, yes. If you're a camper, bitch ass move. it is a bitch ass move. Bitch ass. A lot move. of times, like a lot of snipers do that. A lot of snipers would do it, but a sniper would do it in a place they would, they would, here's the thing. Now, a sniper. In a video game, we'll shoot them up video game. You're gonna be far away. That's how you play. That makes you're sense. A sniper. It, that's fine. But these some of these campers, what they'll do is they'll get to a place where no one can see them and no one can shoot them. Oh no! And that's where the problem is. This shit does not happen in Overwatch because everybody has different ways to catch people. But I have seen in like the old Call of Duty games, these motherfuckers would use some kind of weird map hack. To get someplace where no one else can see them, oh. hide under some shit, and just whack. be ready, blasting people all day. Get 48 headshots. That's I'm whack. I'm up. Don't do that, folks. Camping. That's what it is. That's a term for you guys. So that's your new cheat sheet for video games. Oh, man, I met a camper while I was playing. What were you playing? I was playing WrestleMania. See, that's not going to work. Make sure, you, <laughs> make sure you use the right game for At least. when you say camping. What you got for me? All right, so you might know this because this is dipping into your world. This is pop culture for you. Mm. But it's young pop culture. And I heard this because I watched a, uh, a movie recently on Netflix. Um, what is whale tailing? Whale tailing is when you have your little bit of your thong coming you up, popping out of your of your way, and that's not that old. That's actually a early aughts when that was a. a term. What is the early aught? What does that mean? That's the the, the, the two thousand and two thousand ten. Okay. Like that's the so, aughts. So we're twenty eighteen. Okay, so once again, for those when someone says I'm whale tailing, that means that your thong. So you're female. <laughs> no, 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 I did not say that. Okay. I did not say that. See, look at you over here there assuming. You That's right. So your, thong your thong is peeking out over it's your It's like pants. a plumber's crack. Exactly, but intentional. Oh, the, it's intentional. The, yes, the wrestler Lita. Okay. She's a professional wrestler. That was one of her signature things. She had the whale tail all the time. When she came out, she had her little pants on, but the whale tail was peeking out. And the guys were like, oh, snap. You don't see the crack. You don't see the crack. You, you just see the underwear. Yes, though. you just know that she's wearing... Basically, the purpose behind it was yeah. to not show any kind of actual goods, per se, yeah. but to let someone know, this is what I've got underneath. It's like a, showing your bra strap. Exactly. It's like it's, it's the, It was the new way in the 90s of showing your bra strap and yeah. 2000s. But whale tailing was that... That's, is that a 90s term? Yeah. It came out okay. okay. Yeah. You well, you I, heard it recently because you are old as shit all the time. <laughs> but I heard this shit like when, I, I when, heard we, were, when like, we were actually young. I heard this shit. I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's neat. You thought you had something. You thought you had some shit. I was you new. thought you had some shit. I thought it was new. They don't even well tell no more because like thongs now are like that's, that's assumed. Girls now who aren't wearing thongs are like, what are you doing, girl? Because other like, girls yeah. will put pressure girls to wear they're thongs. It's not like yeah. They're like, what are you doing? All right. Well, there are a lot of people who don't know that. People, some people do not know whale. Well, now they do because <laughs> us coming in with the why don't you know this? Now they know. So, with that being said, keep it moving. Dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. So I didn't really want to. This, this isn't on the rundown, but I want to bring this up. Are you going? Are you going rogue? I'm going rogue because I just started watching a couple episodes of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on. It's a Netflix uh, documentary. Okay. Right. It's about two years ago. Okay. It's about two years old. It's about two years old, right? It's like oh, it's not about it's, it's, it's not about two years ago. No, that's not, that's not the topic of the conversation. No, no, it's like 2017 it came out, and it's about eight episodes, I think, and it's a docu series around, uh, like pop culture sex stuff, right? Like 
sex technology, like popular how, sex. Yeah, like right. Yeah, um, and this is one episode that I thought was really super intriguing, and and I'm gonna recommend you watch it. It's called uh, the Netflix documentary is called uh, uh, "What Turns Girls On," like on as in like the digital computer, right? Mm-hmm. Like on. Um, that's well, that's the play on the words. But there was this one episode that talked about uh, sex apps or like uh, meeting apps, like Tinder's and Bumble. Right? You've heard about both of those. Uh, I've been on both of those. There you go. And it profiles an hour long, about forty five minutes each episode, and it profiles this one guy who I really thought was about like it kind of reminded me of you. And I watched it, and I was like, "This is how it is dating in the." You know, in the 2018, I don't know what you call us, right? Like, I mean, the 21st century, right? I mean, I don't know, like the, whatever we are, this digital age, right? Because he was like a club promoter in Las Vegas. See, now you've already lost me. Well, he was a club promoter in Las Vegas, right? Whatever. But that's not the crux of his job, right? I mean, I mean, that's not the crux of his story, right? Um, And he talked about meeting girls on Tinder. And, like, he would just swipe left, swipe right, you know, blah, blah. And he would take relationships as very just, like, blasé, right? But he's, like, 40 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So he's about your age, right? Goodness gracious. Um, Don't blow me up on these streets. And um, But it was interesting how he was navigating through this world. Because uh, he would date, you know, he would date girls who were like, younger than him, like in 25, 27, 28, you know, he needs to do Tinder. Oh, I see. Now I see right? what you're talking about. I see now why you are finding similarities. And he was saying like, what's kind of odd is that he lives in kind of a weird space because he lives in the world that he used to remember when it was like, um, you know, opening the door for girls, you know, um, buying them flowers and doing things that are like the more analog traditional stuff. But he also knows like the new shit, right? The new the new ways to like like interact with chicks, right? And he like realizes like girls like in like in the mid to late twenties nowadays, like when they're all hookup sites, like they just hook up. Like you literally could just text somebody but hey, I'm just I just literally just wanted to like hook up. Like we just I need to get D and that's it. And that's just cool. Like that's just the way it is. For some girls, that's true. For, I yeah. like I've met some girls through the apps where that actually that's is just true. Like, like, but but like a lot they, of girls will promote the fact that that's not for me. That's right. Yeah. And, and 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 they you know they they profile a relationship he has right, and they interview some girls that say, hey, look, like that's all I want to do. I kind of like it because it doesn't. It's no ties. I got work priorities. I got school. Like I'm trying to hook up. I can literally text somebody right now and be like, I want to hook up, and 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 it's straight. That's it. So we we good. Right. It's understood. And he said for him, being in that like 35 to 40 years old, like it's a weird space because it came so fast and so quick that he's just adjusted to it. And he said that, um, and to make kind of a long story short, um, he he realizes that um, he can just like, like he has to play catch up with like a younger woman, right? Like. For instance, he'll, he'll like see an older woman and he's like, hey, let's, you know, like just sleeping with him on the first night is kind of a stretch for them, right? But like these younger women are like, the younger they are, the more like exposed they are in terms of like, they're just really mature for their age. Like, you know, he'll like take her on a date and be like, oh, you know, yeah, like, you know, oh yeah, you're going to give me a blowjob or whatever, right? But then she'd be like, turn over, I'm going to eat your ass, right? And he's like, whoa, 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 that's, that's a lot for me to take in. <laughs> That's a lot for me to take in. And I know this conversation really sideways real quick, but it would, to me, it was just so like, 
damn, like that's true. Like that's what that's what they that's what some girls do. Like it's just like yes, but, <laughs> but yeah. it's like you know how we talk about like okay, like we talk about like a lot of times trends come from sexual trends come from porn. Porn is very much like like if they start saying hey we're gonna like dye women's pubic hairs like orange and everyone started doing it people will that that will become a trend it will happen that's actually another reason why a lot um because I know we, we we're we're grown ups we do watch porn but like because of the fact that now in porn uh the pubic hair situation is all over the map yes. so it, is it in real life yeah. Yes, that's yeah. also true. And like, I, was... I know, I know that for a fact. Like that's yeah. like it goes, it goes <laughs> it's all over the map. It's a spectrum. Now. Yeah, exactly. Some like, I got, I got the lightning strip going on. I got a little bit going on. I got a little <laughs> yeah. like little uh, buzz cut. Like, oh. You know, yeah. And I'm down with all of it. Yeah, you, you never, know. never know. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't care what right. you got. Just got some variety. <laughs> exactly. Right? Haven't they talked about how you know they profile like a porn star or like a, like a porn star isn't your traditional porn star anymore? Like the porn industry understands now that porn is you, you don't pay for porn. So they have to find other avenues to be able to try to generate income or revenue, right? And these girls are now doing like cam videos or like sell their merchandise, right? Whatever it is to get ahead in the sex industry or this social media world, right? Um, I just thought it was such a good show to watch because for me, it was like, it, it helps to keep me grounded into kind of like what's current, you know? And I think a large part of what's current is like human sexual behavior. I think us always being in the know about what the sexual trend is, you know, like what if like, you know, like, like, and I, you know, and I started noticing, like you go to Pornhub and you started seeing like girls like eating dudes like butts, you know, like mm -hmm. that's like a thing. Like that's just, however, I mean, I know a lot of girls don't do it. Right. That's true. But a however, lot, right? but it's know coming that, up in porn a lot. That's too, true. Right? But I will show you right now, not to get too into the weeds. I fast forward that part. That's not for me at all. Right, 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 but but it's it's it starts popping up, yes. and you know when it starts popping up in places like, uh, this sh this show also talked about how, uh, this one porn actress like you know I draw the line at like, um, uh, degrading a woman like you know degrading women in terms of like, beating up on them yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like assaulting them like that's 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 the thing like like you see that a lot more prominent in porn too like the degradation of women has gone a lot farther like they make them choke on purpose like yeah, gag, all the, yeah, yeah, all this, like yeah. i'm not into that stuff but the fact that it's pop popping up in kind of like the more mainstream like it's it's not it's not as taboo that's what i'm saying and when you start pushing that limit you're kind of like oh shit and you know that guy saying that like you know like hey a girl just said i didn't eat my ass like you know like oh that's something you do <laughs> that's a thing sometimes and, you know like so, anyways, um, so I know, so one thing I want to talk about is I'm 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 listening to Amorosa's book. Okay, okay? Um, I'm almost done with uh, her, her her book, and I'm learning a few things about Trump, and not really necessarily learning things about Trump more than just really affirming some things about Trump. So I just want to kind of highlight some things that I found out about. Okay, as as as, as I was listening to her book. Um, so one of the first things is that you know Trump when he got sworn in for the presidency. Uh, you know, uh, presidents in the past, they, you know, they swore on the Bible, right? The Bible is, and it's like different variations of the Bible. Sometimes it was like Kennedy's Bible. Barack Obama wanted to swear on Abraham Lincoln's Bible. You know, like all the presidents have like their quote unquote Bible that they've had, right? And it's like usually in the Smithsonian, it's locked up somewhere. And you basically, as a president, you say, I, for, for my swearing, and I, I, I want to be sworn in on this, this um, historic Bible, right? Um, Multiple presidents have used like George Washington's Bible, right? 
Uh, you know what Trump wanted? Like, a, a thought that kind of eluded in his head? He wanted Mein Kampf. He wanted the art of the deal. He thought it would be a great promotion to be able to be sworn in on a book that was, to him was influential and was... You know, because that, that's kind of the theme of these books, right? Is that you choose a president or someone who you find same ideologies in. And he felt like the art of the deal was like the book that made him who he was. And he wanted to swear the presidency on the art of the deal. You can't... But he wanted to. So, um, but that was garbage. Okay. Of course it's garbage! Um, another thing that was awkward, and this is also what other people had brought up, was his relationship with his daughter was really mm-hmm. awkward, right? Omarosa talks about how uh, oftentimes she'd been in multiple meetings where he would comment on Ivanka, yeah. his daughter, and like kind of egg it on in terms of, oh, look at how pretty she is, and like would expect yes. other people to like kind of echo his sentiments about his own daughter. Really awkward, you know? Um, and Omarosa, Omarosa talked about how uh, Ivanka kind of just kind of played along with it it, it was almost, she, she she kind of had said, like, it had happened, it's such a common thing that she learned herself how to kind of leverage it, and so when her dad would do it, it would almost, it's kind of like par for the course, right? This is what he does. Um, she didn't find it awkward or weird, she's just like, this is, you know, I'm cool, I'm used to it, matter of fact, I kind of leverage it, right? That's so weird. It is super weird. Um, so, another thing that may be surprised is... There's a Fox News and White House are locked in, like, communication-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about how, and this is, and I quote from a book, a select Trump campaign mail- mailing list uh, received daily emails directly from the producer at Fox News that summarized the news of the day, broke down talking points and spin suggestions, and offered resources. Um, Amoroso goes on to explain that daily communication between the White House and Fox News continues to the present day. And that Trump does get talking points from the network. Um, individuals at Fox News are also speaking directly to his team of advisors every single day. The channels are wide open. So when they're talking, they're like literally like just openly like saying the White House should say this. This is my opinion. And the White House is like, okay, cool. Got it. Like that's literally happening. He has his own like government like run media. It's crazy. I mean... But like we knew that, right? This is not like I understand, new, but right? but but this but that's find still... like corroborating evidence, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. I'd rather it be a conspiracy. Yeah. Um. So one one last thing is that Trump likes conflict. He likes really. Yeah, he likes his senior advisors to kind of be at each other's throat. That's the way he feels like it's a good managerial style because the 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 strongest one survives, right? I hate everything you're saying to me right now. <laughs> it's awful. He just wants people to stab each other in the throat. Uh, and so th- those are just some highlights I took away. And pretty unsurprising things, I guess, right? I don't want to hear any of this. Yeah. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is Banksy. Yay, good news. The artist. Crazy stuff, Johnny. Did you hear about Banksy? Yes, I did. So what happened was his Girl with the Balloon piece of art. Originally was titled on The Girl with the Balloon. Yeah, his Girl with the Balloon, that's what I said. But that's actually what the title is. Girl with the Balloon. <laughs> I don't think you're following what I said. <laughs> it's a picture of a girl holding a balloon, which is titled Girl with a Balloon. With a balloon. You're saying very original title. I can't stand you. <laughs> I cannot stand you at all. Anyway, his girl with the balloon uh, piece of art that has a girl with a balloon in it, as Patrick so poetically let us know, was <laughs> on sale at Sotheby's. It uh, 
was uh there was a person who bid on it for a lot a lot of money 1.4 million 4 million uh and what happened was when they did this 1.4 million thingy 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 uh <laughs> right when it was at so bam for the 1.4 million all right right when it happened the frame was set a booby trap and it started shredding what's that sound what's that sound i'm going to say it was shredding the piece of art what? Shredding a piece of art. Exactly when the gavel sounded, the shredding started happening. It took place. It was wild. Now, people are saying now, obviously, this was like something he planned, but people are also saying that now it might even be worth more. That's right. And yes. who is behind this all? Who well, did this? Well, Banksy did. Banksy did this. He yes. self-sabotaged. So, right when it happened, there's an there's actual Instagram video okay, of him putting together this frame that actually had a shredder attached to it. Uh, this is what Banksy said. He said, a few years ago, I secretly built a shredder into a painting. Uh, he said, in case it was ever put up for auction. So he said that he planted this. Now, as you mentioned earlier, there are a lot of people, critics, who are saying, wait, I'm calling bullshit on this. Okay? Because I want to bring up a few facts for you, Jelani. So first of all, there's that Sotheby's. Okay, so Sotheby's is this inter international, highly lucrative, high-end auction house, right? Yeah, Sotheby's. So they said that since it was happening at Sotheby's, um, the fact that this was taken by surprise by the folks who worked there was kind of unbelievable. Because first of all, the frame would have been presumably inspected and been inconspicuously, inconspicuously heavy. Mm -hmm, of course. Right? Yes. And where, Con no, conspicuously heavy. Conspicuously heavy. And where would the power source come from? Right? And they say it would be too thick in its size for something for an auction house or an auction specialist to not notice. Right? Oh, no, no. People are in on it. That's... So, right? Bro. Come on. But here's the thing. That's the thing about Banksy. It's like, people don't even know if it's really just one person. Like, he has art shows. He, quote unquote... Who's paying these checks? When do you when do you go work for him? How do you say okay, I'm working for Banksy, but I'm going to be sworn to secrecy. No one can ever pay me enough to ever sure. break his. No, there is a conglomerate. It's like a uh, Illuminati. Yes. So they also said that detailed condition reports are routinely requested by would be buyers of high value artwork. So before you purchase it, high value artworks they usually get inspected. Okay, um, this would never have passed through proper inspection. Um. And unusually, this relatively small Banksy had been hung on a wall rather than being placed by porters on a podium for the moment of sale. Uh, that's nothing that's really conspicuous because um, usually this small piece of art wouldn't be hanging on a wall like that. If it was really large, it would hang in they, because it couldn't move, but this small piece was just hanging on the wall. Uh, and, it was, and the moment that it happened, it was an Instagram photo of it at the same exact time. Like, how was that? possible of course banksy's person probably obviously planted right uh that video and lastly he said that the also that the artwork was the last lot of the auction so it's really really conspicuous for that to happen at the very last auction piece uh so again it was crazy story that happened it was pretty shocking because we were like oh my gosh this piece of art is literally destroyed uh but it actually is probably gonna be worth more than before it was destroyed because it has a now it has a story behind it it has a story before it was just like a piece of art with a painting of a girl with a balloon yay <laughs> but now it's like ooh, you got some shredded shit imagine you 
let's say that you were like a, a bachelor and you're like, oh, I got that shredded Banksy. Oh, what? I can't believe you got the shredded yeah, Banksy. Yeah, that's a story. Exactly. Absolutely. Or you were a bachelorette. Same thing, because you know what? I'm for equal opportunity, no matter what. So we're done, right? Patrick, you don't got anything else to say, do you? Got something to say. Damn it! I gosh, we gotta go ahead and jump on this soapbox. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place! Before you have something to say, I got something to say myself. Alright, that's fine. Go ahead. You, um, at work, you might have an office. So if you have, if, if you have an office, then this is not going to pertain to you, folks. But folks who don't have offices, folks who actually have uh, cubicles... Who are living that day to day nine to five grind like myself over Cubicle here? Cubicle farms. Mm -hmm. You ever got an email from somebody who's sitting right the fuck next to you? Yes. About a standard question you could say to their face, and it's not one that you know. Oh yeah, hey, I want to be on the down low. I don't want them to be out on front with this shit. I'm being sneaky. No, no, no. It's just like, hey, could you send that as a JPEG? Why are you send <laughs> that as an email? Why don't you turn your ass around and tell me that to my face? Nope. Just say it. Nope. If you're close by, I don't need these emails coming at me, wasting my digital storage space. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. It I was very that, short. Though. I'm not getting that hot about it. I'm just saying, going forward, I need to stop that shit. All right? That's all I'm saying. Just please, please. It is kind of weird. It is weird because sometimes, like, I'll send something to somebody and, like, I'll see them, like, five minutes later and I don't, like, say, oh, did you get my email? I just kind of, like, just let it go. And it's weird because... I can even sense some emails that might be semi-hostile or kind of like sound like I'm at, but I just don't mention it because I'm like, oh, I'm just, we'll, we'll just duke it out on email. We'll just talk about it on email. I feel you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I gotcha. So um, what I want to talk about this week is I'm, I'm going to call it, Jelani, uh, child meal shaming. Okay. Or kids meal shaming. Okay. Uh, I... I was at a Chipotle the other day, and Chipotle is expensive. Yes, it is. It's like nine dollars for like a burrito after taxes and all that shit, right? And I that's just a lot to pay for a meal. Um, and it wasn't a very large meal. It's just a meal. It's an expensive meal. Um, so I decided to order the child's meal. It's four seventy five, cause I just wanted a little bit of salad, some meat. Uh, some whatever chips they come with, and it was an option. It's a side. It's a portion it's decision. A por that's a, a child's meal. Um, I felt like I had to make up a story when I when I got to the clerk to order. I said, "Oh, oh, can I get the kids' meal?" And he goes, "Sure." Uh, did you want tortillas? I said, "You know, my kid doesn't eat tortillas. Can I just get the salad?" He goes, "Okay, sure." And he said, "What type of meat do you want?" I was like, "How many do I get?" He's like, "You get to choose from three." And I said, well, let me try the carnitas because, oh, you know, or the barbacola might be too spicy for her. So I said, let me get the chicken. Um, I did this whole story because I felt like they were going to shame me for ordering a kid's meal. Now, wait a second, Patrick. <laughs> Your soapbox is something that you put on yourself. Unless <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they actually did shame you. You no. put things on yourself. I did. I did. Well, you know, I just wanted, okay, fine. Look. When when can you order? When can you not order a kids meal? So if you're you're at, if at your dining restaurant, are you allowed to order a kids meal? Even though the menu says for nine and under or six and under. What if I want my fucking dino nuggets? <laughs> what if I want the fucking whatever they order? What they're saying is that's where the appropriate range for somebody to be fed and be full. Now, if you want okay. that motherfucker, get your money. Yeah. If someone were to come at you spicy when you try to order a kids meal, want, then you walk okay, out of that yeah. bitch. I want a kids meal. You walk out of that motherfucker. No shame. If they say anything to you, if they say two words to you sideways, yeah. you're like, oh well, the, 
I'm gonna fuck out there. Yeah. That's all it is. I'm going. I'm ordering a kids meal. I'm going I want to- the kids soda. I want the kids meal. I want the toy. I want all that shit. You can't say anything to me. I am yeah. paying you. Okay. These, are these kids dollars? Are these kids dollars? Yeah. All I gotta say. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck. I don't want. I don't. Yeah. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a Burger King kids meal when I get out of here. Yeah. Just for that. Can, okay. Just, just, just to say. I like the size. I if like the cost. If someone were to come and say, I mean, oh, "Sir, in the back of your car, I don't see a child." Yeah. Like, I don't care what you see. That's right. Okay. You see good. these dollars? You, you see? see you I see? felt. I felt shamed. Yeah. You. But you put the shame on yourself. That's I totally know. different. No one no. shamed you yet. I, I felt. Someone shamed I felt empowered you. now. Yes. You I'm, should. I'm, I'm gonna order. It. That's the first thing I look at. Is kids meals. I'm doing it. All right. Thank you. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> that was the Black Tie Affair, folks. Patrick and Natalie Tiffany. Go order your kids' meals. Go order your kids' meals out there. Listen to us every week, except for weeks when we take breaks, which happen randomly because we have lives. <laughs> but this week we're here, and next week we'll be here all 7,000 listens already. Son of a monkey. He just out here killing it in these streets. People are listening to us. All thank across you. the globe. All thank across you. the globe. Folks, we'll see you later. Bye.